Hype it up here. Hype it up in the chat, you guys. Um, we have the... I'm sorry, we, music is still running. Uh, for me, at least. Hype it up here. Live health skill podcast today. We are leveling up your health skill here. My name is Marcel and I'm your host today. Welcome in. And today we're talking about man in yoga together with Yoga Ohana and aka Tony. Uh, he's a personal trainer. He's a yoga teacher. He has a wonderful voice and he's doing on Twitch a lot of movement entertainment experience. Uh, he's creating on Twitch a movement entertainment experience. Thank you for setting all of this up and putting in all the hard work to get us all together and, and get something like this going. It's, it's yeah. very, uh, I know that you put a lot of work into this, so thank you. Thank you for being here today, uh, Tony. I really appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah, let's take just a breath right now. Welcome everybody in the mm. chat. Breathe in deep. And let's start with this here. Welcome in everybody. Before we come to the main topic today, uh, Tony, let's learn a little bit more about you. Um, can you uh, explain a little bit your fitness and yoga journey today? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I am a full-time personal trainer and uh, kind of a part-time yoga teacher, really. And it started back in um, it started back in college. I switched my majors from music to kinesiology. Uh, I was just really into movement and exercise on my own. I had a stepfather that was a bodybuilder. And uh, so he introduced me to exercising and weight training in my early teen years. And so I felt comfortable going into a gym. And so I kind of did that through high school. Um, it's just something for myself. And uh, graduating college, I had my, like I said, I, I went to school for kinesiology. That's what my degree is in. So movements, uh, exercise science, and things like that. Mm -hmm. I thought personal training was was going to be kind of a stepping stone job for me for something you know bigger and better, for what you will. And uh, it ended up being just a really fulfilling job for me. So after after school, I, I started working as a personal trainer and, and realized how fulfilling and rewarding it was for me. Um, and about mm, maybe two three years into personal training. I had done a lot of the high intensity kind of lifting, CrossFit, just everything was just redlining. And uh, I, I quickly realized that, or maybe not so quickly, it took me years to realize that I needed something to balance that out. I needed something softer, slower, more calm. Um, and so I started to go to the local yoga studio and uh, it's funny, I, I think I've told this story in maybe Grace Yoga's channel, but uh, I went to the yoga studio and wanted a, an easy class, something that was was restorative and refreshing for me. I, I ended up going into an Ashtanga class <laughs> and, and thinking that that was, that was like a, a really chill yoga experience. Little did I know at the time that Ashtanga is actually very strict. It's, it's very high energy. It's... it's uh, it's a very challenging style of yoga, but it just kind of gives you an idea of what I was doing uh, before that, where I thought Ashtanga was like easy and chill. <laughs> um, oh, right. So then it was uh, about a year or two going pretty consistently, really, really getting to know and understand and, and, and appreciate the yoga practice that uh, my teacher, 
at the time said, hey, why don't you consider doing your yoga teacher training? You know, in the first year it came around, I said, ah, no, I don't want to do it. And then the second year, I, I figured, ah, why, why not? I'll, I'll deepen my practice. And, um, you know, as personal trainers, we need continuing education. So we're always continuing to learn things as, as new information comes out so that we're more current. Uh, so I went through my teacher training just expecting to deepen my own practice, was not planning to teach yoga at all. Um, but as I finished, I was offered a job there and started teaching as soon as I got my, my certification. So it kind of threw me right into the deep end. <laughs> and um, I found that I really, really did enjoy it. And I was able to bring in a, a unique perspective of that of like the fitness and strength community into the yoga. And then with all of my clients and, and people that I were training at the gym, I could bring the concepts, the mindset, the movements from yoga to them. So I became this kind of this, this kind of bridger of, of the two worlds. Um, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So I got certified for yoga in uh, 2014. I've been teaching classes since then and, and uh, personal training in addition to that. So wonderful. Wonderful. Here we are today. Yeah. Now we're creating something beautiful here on Twitch. Yeah. That's no awesome. kidding. This is a whole new frontier for me. Yeah. <clears throat> I know you like singing a lot. Um, so <laughs> do you like... Why, yes, I do. <laughs> do you like to sing uh, or chant mantras? Um, I... Yes and no. Um, I, at first, I can remember, you know, kind of going to like a satsang kind of mantra singing and... And uh, I, I just thought it was the weirdest thing. I mean, it took me a while to really fully accept all of the, the yoga stuff, you know, because I came from the gym world and was like, oh, this stuff is yep. a little too woo woo. But eventually yeah. I did. The, I think the, the one chant I really enjoy is the Om chant. And I, I yep. finish my class with three Om chants. And, and for me, it, it just... It was really powerful because in, in a room full of people, once you've finished your practice and everybody is, is singing the same notes and we're kind of vibrating together, that I really enjoy. But um, I'm, I'm not the type of person I'm sitting here by myself in my living room um, uh, singing chants and things like that. Now, I've gone to some, some groups and they're singing along and I do enjoy that. But uh, when, it, when it's just myself, I'll, I'll kind of stick to the old chants. Very, very good uh, that you're so honest here. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, of course. Now we're coming already to the main topic. And the main topic is men in yoga. And mm. now you already said something that I'd like to connect with right now. Um, yeah. So the first question is, what are struggles for men in yoga? But uh, you already said something like, um, okay, woo woo, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, yeah. and like a mantra singing, right? I'd like to, yeah. to go a little bit deeper there. Could you like share your thoughts on this uh, woo woo a little bit more? How, where does this come from? Where, yeah. Yeah, where it comes from, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, but I think, and I would I would even struggle to define what woo woo actually is, but it's one of those terms that you kind of say it and, and people go, oh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Just I, I think it comes from like this ethereal, almost like a more feminine type of energy um, of, of 
praying, positive affirmations, singing chants, and and things like that. Um, and I think that can be a struggle for some men specifically to see that and and think that they fit in into that. Um, especially in our society, you know, men men are thought to be like this masculine force, and and any bit of, of kind of feminine. Uh, femininity in their life is is almost frowned upon like it's like it detracts from their masculinity and I, I think that's kind of the the first big barrier for men to get into yoga and, and really begin to appreciate it um I, I i really don't know where that woo woo comes from um i i think i think it has its roots in in deep in the practice of of just I don't know, like I said, these kind of more feminine types of ideas and, and, and concepts. And I, I don't mean that in, in any negative way at yeah, all. Yeah. I hope, I hope the, the viewers know that when I say, yeah. you know, feminine and masculine. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think that kind of perception of it being kind of girly uh, for a lot of men is, is really a tough hurdle for them to, to get over initially. And then, then there's kind of the physical hurdles, which we can kind of go into yeah. um, as, as this conversation progresses there. Yeah. Um, let me let me check. Um, yeah, we can go into the physical hurdles right now, kind of for men. We stay on the topic of for men all the time right now. Yeah, of yep. course. Yeah. So um, I, I think I think, you know, once once uh, a man and I'm speaking so broadly here, but I think if if a male can kind of get over that initial like yoga is feminine and you know i am a masculine man if they can get over that and just show up to class then i believe that there's this second hurdle for a lot of guys that they're just not not flexible you know as if that's a prerequisite to doing yoga when in reality it's kind of like the way to get there i, I think it's kind of this putting the cart before the horse they think they need to have the outcome before that they before they can begin and it just so yeah. happens that a large majority of men tend to be a little bit more restricted in their movements so joining a class can can feel intimidating because now they're they're stepping into this this kind of more feminine realm and, and again broad on broad brush strokes here um, Jeez, yeah. uh, and then they come in and they see all of these people that can fold in half you know the instructor is super bendy and it just so happens that a lot of times, um, you know, the, 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 the practitioners in yoga tend to have some bit of natural flexibility that's working in their favor. So these guys can come into these classes and, and already be intimidated by it and then see all of these people around them that can fold in half. And then they just think, well, I can't do that. So I have no place being here. And, yep. uh, you know, I think that's one of the big lessons that we, we start to learn is that that self-acceptance and, and understanding where we are. But as a as a, a male with an ego, that can be tough to overcome. And I, I say that being one of those men in my earlier years in yoga. Mm -hmm. So stepping in and be going, I, well, I, I can't do that. How, how can they do that? How, how am I ever going to be able to do something like that? Yeah. And yeah. The That's... more you practice, you realize that's not the important part you know it's about sticking with it and, and the lessons that come over time uh, <laughs> through continuing to show up even in the face of that yeah um, 
so, self-consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. So to uh, kind of like take something out of what you said, it's like, um, do you say that uh, men are a little bit more um, s are stronger? Like they are built stronger and women are a little bit more flexible, right? And if you're going to yoga class, there are probably not always more women there that are more flexible and probably they are doing some flexible things, right? Yes. Maybe. And are you saying a little bit like that? Oh, yeah, so many women there. They are so flexible already. And we as men come in there and then, oh, where should we even start? I, I'm just like a block. <laughs> are you yeah. saying that yeah. a little? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, that that tends to be the case. You know, yep. that, that can be kind of our broad starting point there. Now, there's always going to be exceptions to those yep. rules. There's going to be men that have mo hypermobility. There's going to be women that have uh, high levels of strength. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of like the law of specificity in, in training is we get good at the things that we train. So, like you said, when you walk into a yoga room, the large majority are female. Um, and, and nothing wrong with that there. But then we start to see, okay, well, they're continuing to do this practice. So, of course, they're going to be more flexible because they're they're doing this thing. But there's so much carryover to the, the men, the, the strong but stiff men can come into yoga and find that their strength can actually help them become more flexible. It isn't it isn't a, a, like if you have strength, you can't be flexible and vice versa. You can actually have both. And, and in fact, as you really start to get into the practice, um, you begin to realize that it isn't just about being like super noodly and, and bendy. It's actually, it, it's, it's deceiving. There's, you're, you're finding this length and this steadiness and ease, right? Sukha and Sukhasana, steadiness and ease. That's kind of our goal in yoga. But in order to find that steadiness and ease, there's a lot of strength required to be that. You can think of like a dancer. They make it look effortless. But if you've tried any of these movements, um, it, it, it takes huge amounts of strength and control. So mm -hmm. I think, and I may be kind of going off topic by at this point, but but I think yes, men tend to come in and they're they're strong and they're stiff, and then the women, right, tend to to have this kind of natural flexibility um, that they can then they come in with that natural flexibility, and then they can learn the strength layered on top of that. Whereas men come in with that strength and then learn how to kind of open into that flexibility and that length and yep. that steadiness. I, I brought it around. I was sure. veering off there, but we, we brought it back. So, um, like, let's say we want to do something against the men and women uh, inequality in, in the yoga room so we want to kind of balance it out do you have hmm. some ideas of like how to do that or how would you attract males to your yoga lesson Ooh, that's a that's a good question i i think for me the way that i try to appeal to men um and and to try to draw them towards a yoga practice is exactly what i'm doing in my in my yoga classes and here on twitch is I'm trying to teach in a way that is really down to earth. I'm trying to use language that they are they know and are familiar with, not all of the fancy names and terms. Um, and I try to use a language that is inclusive so yeah. that they don't feel right off the bat. I'm using 
pose names in Sanskrit that they've never heard before. I'm referring to parts of the bodies as bandhas yeah. and yep. and uh, and setting mantras in Sanskrit. So I feel like that can that can already be off-putting. So yep. I use this this kind of natural language, this this yep. language that we're used to communicating in, and then I. I try to use a little bit of a silly approach. You know, some might consider it a little irreverent to the, you know, the traditional yoga practice and instruction. Um, and that's great. That's fine. You can you can think that. But what I'm trying to do is appeal to people that maybe have never considered yoga as something uh, in their life. You know, and I, I hear that from a lot of people and I take it as a compliment that they were, you know, anti-yoga or didn't think that they were going to be good at yoga um, it, just my dad, for example, I, I, I started to broadcast my classes here on Twitch. And so now my dad is able to join in and, and he's kind of been one of those macho guys and, and he's starting to follow along and he's starting to see how it, it can help his, uh, other activities. And that's, that's probably my other, uh, angle of approach is to try to, show in, in my teaching, I, I try to illustrate how a pose or a concept that we're practicing on the mat can translate into weightlifting, into mm -hmm. bike riding, yeah. into being a good father, right? Things, again, that, that are relatable to them, not these, these distant ancient yogic concepts that there's time for that. You can get there, but we need to draw you in with something that makes you feel comfortable like you belong yeah so that's that's kind of the approach that i take wonderful yeah it's kind of like you're taking this woo woo a little bit away and you make it yes. relatable in one way yes so so great um i think you do also another thing like um you're kind of like uh not authoritative authoritative you don't have that much authority. That's what I want to say. Of course, yes. you have this authority, but you're not talking with these big words, right? So you take yeah. that a little bit down. And I think that's also what man could be afraid of. Do you think so a little bit or not like? Yeah, you know, as males, uh, whether we we are conscious of it or not, have kind of operate on a, a little bit of this hierarchy. We're all kind of sniffing each other out, trying to see who's, you know, who's the alpha and whatnot. So I think it could be a little intimidating for a male to come in and, and be told what to do by another male who mm -hmm. is maybe better at a thing. Um, so I, I think it can, um, I kind of lost my, my train there, but uh, yeah, I, I think it can be tough. And, and I just try to be disarming with uh, lightheartedness and silliness. So I'm not that, you know, and there are those types of teachers where it's very much you, you, I am the guru and you are my disciples and you will listen to everything I say without question. I'm like, Hey, come into my class, do what works, do what doesn't work. And you don't do what doesn't work. And, um, and, and just be here with me. Let's hang out, you know, let's make it an easygoing environment. So we don't, it doesn't have to be a competition, right? And we can, we can begin to learn that idea if we can drop that competition and comparison, we can begin to shed those layers and 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 get to some of the more core concepts of yoga of this kind of self acceptance, understanding um, where we are, and just showing up in that moment 
And every time just, just showing up without, uh, is this person better than me? Is he trying to tell me what to do? And I don't like that. Uh, and, and triggering all of this stuff that, that are these kind of like ego reactions of like, don't tell me what to do. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just, just being more invitive, playful, uh, to, to get people to kind of disarm those more inherent, uh, ingrained reactions that sometimes we have as males and, and females too, you know, everybody, I should just say everybody, but yeah. I know we're talking about men. In yoga, so. Yeah. So let's, let's come a little bit in a, in a thought experiment right here, right now. Uh, so, um, think about going to a, see what you have never done yoga. You're going to a real life yoga class. It's for beginners and you're mm -hmm. coming there, uh, as man and as a man, and you're the only man in there. Um, how does this make you feel? Um, and do you think that that's a struggle too? I think it can be. Um, and, and that, that doesn't have to be a thought experiment for me. That has happened quite a bit where I am the only male in the class. And, um, for me, it was never really, uh, it was never really off putting in that I didn't show up and go, Hey, I'm the, I'm the only guy here. I, I feel intimidated. You know, I, I, I can be honest here in my early twenties, when I got into this, being the only guy in the room full of women was actually a, a positive experience for me. I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Um, so in some ways that helps me to continue to go back. Um, now I'm not advocating using the yoga studio as a, as a pickup room, uh, by any means, but, um, for me personally, uh, it was a nice experiment or experience for me because I didn't have to go in. I wasn't competing against other guys, you know, so that helped me in my, my early twenties when of course I was, I, I didn't have this like level of self-acceptance and, and self-awareness that I've, I've fostered over the years yeah. and, and yeah. grown over the years. So, uh, but I think, yeah, that could be really off-putting in that for, for some males going into a class, like I'm the only guy here, I don't belong. Yeah. Uh, when, when in reality, that's not the case. I'm sure yeah. most teachers would enjoy seeing a guy come in. And, and, and when I see, you know, I can tell if guys are coming into my class and they're very new and, and, you know, I try to go up and say, Hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for putting yourself out there. Cause that's, that can be, it, it can reinforce that, that notion, that idea that, yoga is for women only it's this feminine practice that that really men wouldn't do well in or they don't belong in so i, I try to commend them when they come in to just just to kind of help to push that sort of idea um just get it out of the way you know yeah yeah exactly that's that's uh, great how you're doing that um I still want to uh, kind of dig a little bit deeper, just a little. Of course. Um, have you ever like felt like um, not not belonging in that room? Have you kind of like felt that you're invading like even like like um, a safe space of the women? <laughs> uh, me personally, yep. have I felt that? Yeah. Um. Ooh. That's a good question. I, I don't think so because, you know, I, I did come in even, even with this in the back of my head, I was like, Oh, this is kind of nice. I'm, I'm the only guy here. <laughs> the ratio here is, uh, to my favor. 
Um, but I am not that type of guy who has that kind of like predatorial type of vibe where I'm going to go and, and talk to the girl after class or, or be staring at somebody through the practice. Um, you know, it, it was a practice in itself for me to just be like, okay, well, this is nice. I'm amongst a room full of, of, of attractive women and I'm the only guy here. Uh, for me, it was like, okay, you can recognize that. That is totally fine to, to understand that that is happening. But here we are. This practice is for you right now. This is not about the other people in the room. So um, I, I hope that I wasn't invading anybody's space. And, yep. and so what I would do is just kind of put myself in kind of the front and the center uh, because there's this notion that that, uh, that and and maybe you can you can agree or, or disagree, but like the the creepy guy in the back, he's kind of staring at everyone. So I would try to do whatever I could to be front and center and and just come and sit down on my mat and just be in my space to really because I was aware of that. I, I was aware of this this dynamic that could have been perceived by the women around me that here I am as this kind of wolf amongst sheep to to pick up on everyone or stare or whatever yeah. when in reality it was i i am here I, i'm here for me and what can i do to make these people around me feel safe because i don't want to promote that or perpetuate this stereotype that a guy in yoga if he's there he's there as a as a predator to kind of like pick up and pick up on girls and things like that, that. so that's yeah. very beautiful. That's very beautiful yeah. what you said, because that's really the, the advice that, that you can give out to the others right now. Hey, you can come in early, you can get into the front kind of center, and then yeah. uh, you can kind of like see, oh, yeah, he's in the front, he, everybody can see him. Yeah, It's all right, kind of-ish, if you're well, the it, only male, right? Exactly, and in a way, it's like you're, you're kind of approaching... You know, if we think about the animal kingdom, that that kind of direct eye contact is very um, uh, adversarial. But but in a way, as you come in and put yourself in the front, you're almost you're almost like coming in with your tail between your legs in a sense that like, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm putting myself front and center. I'm being vulnerable. Maybe if I'm uncomfortable, I'm, I'm still doing that. So hopefully that that kind of eases the the vibe of the people around you because they realize oh he's coming in he's he's kind of putting himself up in the front um and and putting himself out there in a way that's not like that kind of lurker in the back of the room kind of what, what's he doing back there what's he looking at back there um so yeah i think it's it's a way to kind of non-verbally come in with this level of vulnerability especially if you're a new male and you go up into the into the front of the class you yeah. know yeah so great um let's come one more time back of like um what can or where can men specifically benefit from yoga like mm. in their physical body right now absolutely yeah. well i think a, a lot of them uh we we kind of default into i'm male therefore i'm masculine therefore i lift weights or, or sprint, you know, like the, the eighties montage, the Rocky montage. I do all of those things. Yep. Um, but I think that when you go into a yoga class, um, you get the benefit of stretching your body, you know, cause a lot of times these, these gym bros, 
And I, I use that as a term that would have classified me back in my early 20s. Um, here you are in the gym all the time, building all of this strength. But it, oftentimes, especially younger males, tend to be building strength for an aesthetic goal to look a specific way because we feel like that will make us more attractive to, to our potential mates. Um, but it comes often at the cost of flexibility and maintaining good mobility. So I think when males find their way into yoga, we start to understand, oh, wow, I can, I can gain, I can have this flexibility, which then gets their body to, and their joints to function as they were intended. And so they can find that they, they run into injuries, uh, less often, right? Because they're now they're not compensating for tight muscles everywhere. Um, they can um, feel soreness a little bit less. They can understand that their strength actually can work to their benefit in some of these yoga poses. Um, what's another benefit? Learning how to breathe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about, it, it, it seems so silly to say, hey, we need to learn how to breathe because we're doing it every day, all day. But in yoga, you really begin to learn how to harness the breath, whether we want it to ramp up our energy or calm us way down. I mean, I think for a lot of males, we tend to, to be up in, in this red line state. And so learning to slow the breath down and calm, be calm and be centered, I think that's huge to manage uh, mood. It can be big in managing stress um, and, and also get us in touch with ourselves and like our, our own emotional beings as men uh because i think it's important and and i think with these last few generations we're getting better as males to tap into um more of our emotional state and identifying uh where we are emotionally and i think for me learning how to breathe and sit and be uh really helped me find that now i wouldn't use that as the selling point right out of the gate for men um, <laughs> because that that takes a little while to kind of seep in um but at least you know my my big things for like a a, a meathead or a gym bro type would just be hey come in and, and learn how to get flexible so that you don't have those aches and pains anymore and so you know that that thing in your shoulder that you always get when you bench press hey what what imagine if you stretch your shoulder this way and you you run into that injury a lot less that would be kind of cool, right? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I would I would start that sale with with the, those points right there. Very good. Yeah. So thank you for that. And mm -hmm. um, now we're coming already a little bit to the questions from the chat. So Ooh. dear chat, if you have any questions, please feel free um, to write them in the chat. And we already got some from Dragon Blue. And I think we're, we will go through the chat questions and I have also some more questions. We're we were quite fast right now, so we have still some time yeah. and can, can take time here. So uh, Dragon Blue, Blue asks you, did you think you may not, of um, not have taught yoga if there was no immediate job waiting for you? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, and, and I think the answer to that is, is no, I, I don't think I would have sought out teaching right away. Uh, it just so happened the 
the experience the, the that position was was waiting for me just just as, as she asked um little did i know i think she was actually grooming me to take over her class um <laughs> but I, and and it just kind of worked out in my favor because now it's been such a nice addition but i i think it had i finished the teacher training um and left i don't think i would have sought out a yoga studio um, or sought out a place to teach, I, I probably would have taught it in some capacity to some of my clients, maybe just like a basic flow like I do now. Uh, but in, in, as far as teaching classes, I, don't, I really don't think I would have. So it's, it's interesting how, how things work out because I, I really enjoy it now. But uh, yeah. yeah, and we Wonderful. can go into the, the studio teaching because I teach privately now, and I had a whole different experience teaching in the studio. I, I felt really like an imposter actually teaching in the studio. So <laughs> we can go into that if people have questions about that. Um, so Dragon Blue has another question. What, what put you off initially taking your yoga teacher training after the first year as a student and being recommended? Ah, yes. Um, I think I was still... I was still... I felt new to the practice. I was only in it for about a year. And at the time I was, um, I was still relatively new as a private personal trainer. So the year, the same year that I left from a, the corporate gym training position mm -hmm. and went, moved to private practice, which for me was kind of like swinging to the next vine and not knowing if it was there. You know, I, I had built my whole personal training business out of a corporate gym. So the, the same time I left to go private is when I found yoga. So at the time I was still getting my bearings as a, as an independent personal trainer. And I just felt like, I felt like I was enjoying it as a practice for myself, but it, I didn't know where it would fit within within my business model at the time. And then the second year that it came around, I felt a lot more established as a personal trainer. My business was was set up and, and kind of doing its own thing. So I felt a little bit more, uh, I felt that confidence to say, I'm in a good spot right now. And and this now could be a good addition to my to my arsenal as a teacher and as a coach. So that's what that's what really flipped it for um, for that second year. Now I will say the first year that I declined doing the teacher training, I did take one of the modules. Uh, there was a there was an anatomy uh, a yoga anatomy piece to the teacher training that my teacher at the time allowed me to to pay for just that module so the first year i did take a a yoga anatomy because you know being um, a personal trainer and having that that kinesiology background mm -hmm. i was interested in that and how it worked together so the second year she sweetened the deal by saying i could get a little bit of a discount because i had already taken that portion of the class so there was a there was a slight financial incentive on top of the uh just the good timing um, reason that I gave just before that. Yeah. So, um, Grace Yoga said, are there any other, or asks, asks, are there any other etiquette tips you could offer for a yoga bro? Oh, etiquette. Okay. Kind of like, uh, you know, not going to the back 
uh, and appearing like that, uh, <laughs> like the yeah. creeper that's just kind of stalking his prey. Um, I think the etiquette would just be don't treat it like you're another pickup place. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's tempting because everyone's in there. It's everyone's in, in pretty decent physical shape. And there's, there, there's this energy that could be misinterpreted. I think if people go in there with uh, the wrong intention and I think if you just go in there with the mindset that this isn't a place that I'm going to actively pick up on people. Uh, I, I think that's that's a really good way to go into a yoga class and just say, hey, this is going to be for me. So you're not looking around. You're not staring at people. You know, I, I try to just keep my eyes on my mat or the teacher um, and just just kind of keep to yourself. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. Just so that you can you can kind of send the signal out that you're not there as a as a predator, if you will. And that, that feels like a really strong word, but. Because uh, I don't mean it in the in like the the <laughs> criminal sense of of that word, yeah. but but you're not in there to to pick up, and so so that other people around you, if you're a male in yoga class, so women don't feel like oh oh he's gonna he's gonna try to talk to me after class or or whatnot, you know. It's so not going to the back so you don't feel like a creep. Um, go in with the intention of or not with the intention of picking up. Somebody, exactly. you know, if you make friends and connections over a period of time, great. But don't go in thinking, okay, well, this is going to be my new pickup spot. <laughs> people just don't—they're not there. <laughs> they go to a bar or to a social event to 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 meet people. They're not in their yoga studio or at the. And this goes for the gym too. When people don't want to be hit on necessarily when they go to these classes, this is this is. Some people, this is not only their physical practice, but it's also their spiritual practice. So imagine going to church and hitting on somebody. You know, it's it's just not not the time nor the place, really. Um, and any other etiquettes um, that I might think of? Um, I'll, I'll keep racking my brain. If anything comes up, I'll, I'll sure. shout it out as we sure, sure. as we come to the end of it. That's good. But just coming in with the right mindset, I think, is, is huge. So Dragon Blue <laughs> has another question. What do you yeah. enjoy from both the personal yoga training and when you were studio training or teaching? I'm not sure. So what do I, uh, contrasting what I like about private teaching versus studio teaching? Is that, am I understanding that question correctly? Um... See, I have your chat open up that's why i keep looking down here i'm yeah i'm, I'm not sure uh personal yoga training and studio training oh okay yep it's... yep so the studio training was nice because it was a it was a great pipeline for new students to to get to know who i who i am because okay. i don't quite fit the mold of your typical yoga teacher so it was nice for people to just be a member of the studio and just see that my class was at a time that worked for them. And then they would come in and be able to see, oh, hey, this this guy's a little bit different than what I'm used to. Um, some people didn't like that as much, but other people really liked it, you know, because it was just something that was different. And I was also bringing in, I wasn't just cueing poses and inhale and exhale, but I was able to bring in this insight uh, to students of like the anatomy and what's going on and really how, what to feel in their body. 
So that was kind of great for me as a beginning teacher to uh, get in front of students that wouldn't normally seek me out. And I got the practice of, you know, teaching in front of a class, which set me up really well when I went into private. Um, and what I like more about the private training is that I get to teach however I want to teach. You know, I was, I was at a studio and, uh, you know, I, I felt this kind of unspoken pressure to, to teach in a specific way. And, and I get it. The, the owner wanted to maintain this kind of the style of classes, you know, we're all kind of congruent with one another. And, and my style is, is just like I said in the beginning, how do I get men into yoga and people that aren't into yoga to come to my class is that I, I kind of, I'm a little bit more down to earth. I use language that they're more familiar with. Um, and I'm just, some might call it a little more irreverent, especially when we do beer yoga. But um, I think that I like the freedom that my private teaching allows because I get to teach not only yoga, but I get to pull in elements of the strength and mobility training that I also teach <laughs> into the class. Yeah. And so that's, I, that's what I prefer about that. Now it's harder to get in front of new people, which um, when I was teaching at a, a little private studio, but now that I'm on Twitch, it's great because I get all the benefits of getting to teach what I want, yep. but I get now these new people popping into uh, my Twitch channel who have never seen yoga before or haven't seen it taught in the way that I teach it. Yep. Uh, so that that's that's a great new frontier for me as a yoga teacher to, to be teaching uh, streaming. Wonderful. Know? So, yeah. um, good. And um, if that said, we're coming to the last question from, Ooh. not the last question, from my side, one more question and then another question. Ooh. But okay. um, so the flaws of yoga, can you explain a little bit more about flaws of yoga and where we maybe could improve a little bit? What should yogis do that or only do yoga? Yeah, the flaws. Um, it's, it's definitely not the, the end all in that it doesn't, how do I want to say this? Um, there are some holes in yoga, things that we can't quite get with our, our yoga practice, as with any practice, right? It, it, if, it, if it checked all the boxes, that would be incredible. But the fact is, we're going to have pros and cons and things that we miss out on. And the, the, the point I speak to the most is yoga is a great practice to build physical strength and, and flexibility. Um, but a lot of that is restricted by what we can do with our body weight. We can do a lot of things that are pushing. You know, we see yoga, we see down dog, which is a pushing action. We see chaturanga, which is a pushing action. We see all of these things where we're able to build strength and endurance in this kind of anterior, this, this pushing, this everything that's out in front of us. But what we miss out on is this kind of back body strengthening. Now, there's some poses that that get us to arch and, and lift and work a little bit of our back body, our pulling muscles, our posterior chain. Uh, some people might be familiar with that term. Um, 
But what I, you know, being a personal trainer and a yoga teacher, I'm always trying to show yogis that, hey, we've got a big glaring hole in our yoga practice, which is we don't get to pull things to us very often. So uh, what does that look like? That looks like a, a cable row or a bent over row with a dumbbell or uh, um, a TRX or a ring row. We pull ups. We're not able to pull things to us or pull ourselves up to or towards a thing. So, and, and that's that's huge for a balanced body. So, I think that that is a that is a big kind of our biggest glaring hole in yoga. And so, I always encourage yogis to at le- at the very least invest in some resistance bands so that we can do some of these pulling actions. Um, or better yet, a, a pair of rings or a pull-up bar so that we can just hang, we can work on our, our strong pulling muscles. Um, and I think another part of that is is the misconception that <clears throat> yoga is only flexibility because, as I mentioned earlier, in order to find this steadiness and ease, and, and I say those two terms because it's in um, uh, kind of the yoga sutras, that Yoga is steadiness and ease. It's not grunting and straining. We want to use our breath and our strength to appear this in this kind of graceful manner. So yoga, although we are working on our flexibility, what you don't see behind the scenes or in the body in this case is that there's actually a lot of strength that's required to be flexible. And so I think that there's this misconception, which would which I think if there was a better understanding there might draw more men in that that yoga is actually a lot of strength, a lot, and it requires a lot of strength to become flexible. And I, tr- I talk about that in my yoga classes. It's like, hey, you might be here to stretch, but I'm going to be talking a lot about squeezing and, and holding muscular tension and, and using that actually to our advantage. Um, yeah. So I think that's a big flaw in, in, in terms of like the, the misunderstanding that yoga is only flexibility when there is a ton of strength. <laughs> very, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'd like to give one more input or I'd like to have your input, uh, kind of your input, your feedback from there. What do you think about doing yoga without the yoga mat? Oh, yes, I, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I think... Um, that great question. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that in any sport or activity, I, I think sometimes we can get caught in the minutia, uh, in that we need we need the equipment, uh, we need that in order to be successful. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. I don't think that you need the yoga mat. What it what it's helpful for is to give us a little bit of a grippiness so that we can do some of these poses without having to worry about whether we're slipping or we're sliding. Um, but I, you know, I'll go out to the park and I'll be in the grass and, and doing downward facing dog in the grass. Or if I'm here on my carpet, I, I can go into a pose. So it, I think sometimes we can use that as, as our own barrier to get us from starting. Oh, I don't have my mat. I don't have this. So I can't do it until I get that map. I, I think I think that can be a, a limiter for for a lot of people. And 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 I would say that you don't need the mat to just get started and to just get into your body and feel that connection between your physical movement and your breath and just feeling into your body. I, I don't think the mat is necessary. Um, 
it can be helpful, especially as you get into some more advanced poses or like somebody for me, I get really sweaty. So the mat helps me to kind of stay sticky and stay stuck. Um, but not awesome. necessary at all. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, yeah. Yogana. Um, yeah. Now, if you guys in the chat have any questions, we will be available in the Discord um, yeah. for for a little bit of time. Come in, hang out with us in the Discord, talk to us. Uh, we already made a question session through, so there will be no more questions right here in the chat. And yeah, now last question to you, Yogana. Yeah. Or Tony. Yeah. Where can people find you? Oh, yes. Well, they can find me here on Twitch. Uh, Yogohana is my uh, my handle here. You can find me on Instagram, same handle. Now, I, I should say, I should explain, and, and, and I'm, I'm kind of torn about this. Maybe I can get some input from the chat. Uh, Yogohana actually is, a, is a, a company and a group of friends. Uh, and that's how it started about three years ago. And it was it was just our kind of yoga DJ beer event. But since I came on to Twitch, I've, I've sort of embodied uh, Yogohana. So it's, uh, it, it is both me here on Twitch, but it also kind of refers to my kind of group of friends. And we all started this, this event together. So you can also find my personal Instagram page as T-Man Rocks the Boat. And I've actually been debating on whether or not to change uh, my Twitch handle to that. But um, so, yeah, you can find me on my personal page. If you're on Twitch, you can go into my about me. I have all of my social links uh, there. Easy to follow, easy to find. I've got a YouTube channel. I don't really promote that too much, but it does have several of my exercise libraries on there. I have um, travel videos that I put together and I've been amassing all of my yoga classes, and I think I'll make that into a public playlist as well, so you could go back at any time and and, and awesome. look those up as well. So that's uh, Tony J. Irwin on on uh, YouTube. Again, Thanks. all of those social links are in my my Twitch um, my Twitch profile about me section, so you okay. can find those there. Yeah, you guys, thank. Thank Yogahana right now. Get some yeah. hype in the chat. Thank you for being here. Yogahana claps. Claps to you. And join in next week with Kittens Kilos Kung Fu. He's a personal trainer. He's a martial arts instructor. We will Ooh. talking about physical fitness and mental health together and how these are related, interconnected with martial arts and yeah, his Qigong, what he's doing. Um, he's also a Twitch streamer. This was Health Skill Podcast. You find us uh, at www.moment.yoga/twitch on YouTube and on all the all other social social platforms. We are leveling up your health skill here, and that's our task. That we are what we are doing. Thank you so much for being here, and see you next week. <laughs>